If we want to promote peace, we need peace examples. We need peace heroes. And the conscious objectors, or the COs, are one example. And this is really a Canadian story. This isn't just a Mennonite story. This is a Canadian story. People have come from across Canada, from different backgrounds. It's part of our Canadian identity. And it needs to be told in our Canadian schools that this is part of our history. This past week, politicians, war vets, and Canadians have laid wreaths at the feet of many a war monument across Canada. Typically, at November 11th commemoration services, we'll see flags waved, gun salutes, bagpipes played, and fighter jets streak across the skies. November 11th services honoring the sacrifices of war vets is deeply ingrained in the Canadian psyche. But there's another side to November 11th that is virtually unknown. Hi, my name is Dan Dick, and welcome to Church Matters. Conrad Stace, archivist at the Mennonite Heritage Centre, writes in a recent contribution to a new book that, quote, the experience of Canada's conscientious objectors in the Second World War is a fascinating and complex part of our history that is often, in brackets conveniently, overlooked, end quote. In the chapter that Stace contributed to the book Worth Fighting For, Canada's Tradition of War Resistance from 1812 to the War on Terror, he adds that commemoration of the military experience through annual events and museums emphasize the centrality of military activity to Canadian identity, but at the same time ignores the long-standing tradition of any opposition to armed conflict, which is also part of the Canadian identity. The story of Canada's provisions for alternative service to war will now also be told in a new documentary film entitled Alternative Service in Canada During the Second World War. Today we have Conrad Stace here in the studio to tell us more. Welcome to Church Matters, Conrad. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for the invitation. The whole idea of not fighting for one's country is countercultural. Many Christians and churches support a just war theology. Can you give our listeners a brief backgrounder on why some see conscientious objection to war as a biblical calling? That's a good question, Dan. At the center is Jesus' modeling in his words and actions to be peacemakers, to return evil with good, to love your neighbor as yourself. The early church understood a life modeled after Jesus was to be one of nonviolence, and groups like Mennonites have tried to follow Jesus' example. The story of conscientious objection and alternative service to war is fairly well known in the Mennonite church community. But were there COs from other ethnic and religious communities as well? In World War II in Canada, there were close to 11,000 men from PEI to British Columbia who served as conscientious objectors. They came from 33 different ethnic backgrounds, including English, Scottish, Irish, French, and they came from 22 different faith groups. Seventh-day Adventists, United Church, Pentecostals. They came from across Canada. So this is a Canadian story, not just a Mennonite story, but a Canadian story. For how long has Canada had provisions for conscientious objection to war? Canada's had provisions for conscious objectors for a long time, since 1793 with Lord Simcoe and the Militia Act. That Canada's had provisions for conscientious objection has been a well-hidden part of our history. In World War II, Conscience objection was open to everyone. 
You did not have to belong to a specific peace group to be a conscious objector. Now, in World War II, to be a conscious objector was based on individual merit. And the conscious objectors worked on government projects that the government deemed were of national importance. At first, they were placed in remote parks, working on dams and building roads. But as the war dragged on, their services were needed other places. They were relocated to hospitals, industry, mines, and agriculture. So why do you feel it's important to tell this story again and at this time? This story is important because it is part of the Canadian identity. It's part of Canada. After World War II, there was a shift in many Mennonite communities that now believed a more proactive approach was needed to peacemaking and to serve one's country. So they were looking for a stronger witness. Projects like the Alyssa Craig Boys Home in Ontario, Mennonite Disaster Service, Mennonite Central Committee's PACS program, Eden Mental Health Services in Manitoba were formed out of this new thinking. The CEOs show the world that masculinity does not have to follow societal values of following orders to kill. Being a man can mean standing up in the face of immense societal pressure and saying, no, I refuse to kill another human being. A man by the name of Abe Suderman told me, it takes more of a man to walk away from a fight than to engage it. We need peace examples. We need peace heroes. And the CEOs provide one example. I want to back up just a little bit to the earlier part of our conversation. You identified several faith groups for whom conscientious objection was important. Is it still important for those groups today? I think there's a growing awareness of the importance of conscientious objection. These other groups have always had voices inside these groups who have lobbied hard for peace advocacy and opposition to war. Now, Conrad, you've recently received a grant as part of the funding required to make this new film documentary. What inspired you to take this story to a visual medium? Thanks to supporters like the Government of Canada and Andrew Wall of Refuge 31 Films, we're working hard at producing a documentary, as you said, about the conscience objection story. I've been interested in this story for a long time, since I was a teenager, and I heard my grandfather tell stories about his experience as a conscience objector. And as I researched this project, this topic, and tried to go deeper, I found there was a lack of information, a lack of understanding, a lack of awareness. People only knew small parts of the story, and in a larger Canadian society, it was not known at all. So part of my attempt is to understand the CO story and to educate people about the CO significance. The Mennonite Heritage Centre was central in creating a website in 2004, alternativeservice.ca, that tells the story of Canada's conscience objection. If we want to promote peace, we need peace examples. We need peace heroes. And the conscience objectors, or the CEOs, are one example. Now to bring the story to film, we hope the story will have a wider audience, a greater impact. Last November, I spoke at a community event about Canada's history of providing options for conscientious objectors since 1793. And the CEOs are part of Canada's identity. Eleven months later, I heard that a group of students was at this event, and they found this event inspirational. And the connection between the CEO status and Canadian identity was something that they remembered even 11 months later. Conrad, other films have been made about conscientious objection. What's going to make this one different? This film will be different because it will tell the story of Canada's conscientious objectors from their point of view. 
It will not be a film comparing the war vet experience with the SEAL story. This is a film about the SEAL story. Who's going to be in this film? We are looking for people to interview. Uh, we have a few conscientious objectors that we know that are still around, that are still able to talk about their experience, and we'll be interviewing them. We'll also be interviewing uh, local experts and historians to get a greater understanding of the background and context of the story. You've initiated this project. You've gotten some funding support. You must feel there is an appetite for this story in Canada, but do you think that's really so? I think there is an appetite for this story. Each year I'm invited to the Red River Regional Heritage Fair here in Winnipeg to bring my CO display. And 400 kids come past my display and they learn about what a CO is. A book of essays has recently been written about Canada's tradition of opposing war that I was happy to be part of. There have been a few monuments been established to recognize the contribution of conscientious objectors. And this is really a Canadian story this isn't just a Mennonite story. This is a Canadian story. People have come from across Canada, from different backgrounds. It's part of our Canadian identity. And it needs to be told in our Canadian schools that this is part of our history. Conrad, is there some way for our listeners to participate in this documentary? Yes, there is. And I'm glad you asked that question. If you know of people who served as a conscientious objector and who are still around and willing to talk, let us know. If you are willing to donate family papers and photographs about the CO experience, we'd also like to know about that. And if you'd be willing to support the project and the Mennonite Heritage Centre financially, that would also be a great help. Sounds like a great project, Conrad. I wish you all the best uh, as you pursue it. Thanks also for coming in and sharing with us this nearly forgotten part of our history with our Church Matters audience this morning. If you'd like to read up on the topic of conscientious objection and alternative service to war, I invite you to check out liveforpeace.org or alternativeservice.ca, which also is an award-winning website. The book Worth Fighting For is available at commonword.ca. You can join me again in just four weeks for another episode of Church Matters. We're here for you at 8.45 a.m. on the third Sunday of each month. We love to hear from our listeners, whether it's by email, phone, or snail mail. Tell us what's on your mind via churchmatters at mennonitechurch.ca or mail us at 600 Shaftesbury Boulevard, Winnipeg, Manitoba, R3P0M4. We're also happy to receive your phone calls and always appreciate your financial support for this program at 1-866-888-6785 or via the donate link at MennoniteChurch.ca. I'm your host, Dan Dick. Know that you are called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world today. Thanks for listening. As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you. The face of God shine on you every day. We are sent by God wherever we are living, salt and light as people of the way 
As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you. The face of God shine on you every day. We are sent by God wherever we are living, salt and light as people of the way.